Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports Colorado. Make sure you go to your app store and download the Superbook Sports Colorado app right now and see if you can beat Vegas, get some extra cash in your pocket. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'll tell you more about that in a little bit. I'm in a great mood. I just did an, an, an interview with some online website. I don't remember what it was. There's so many that want to talk to me. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I should remember it, but I just, I'm stupid and I forgot. But anyway, it's funny. They ask you, it's for like small business owners. And since I own DeHuff Studios LLC, I, they, they always send me, I'm on a list. And they always ask me roughly the same questions, but they kind of change it up a little bit. So it's a, sometimes I turn it down. Not this, like I said, it's basically the same, like four entities that keep emailing me and I've done it a few times. But anyway, this time I did it on how I find my creativity. And I'm right before I hit record on this, I'm like, I'm just kind of flashing back to it. And I'm like, I should have wrote, I do a lot of drugs. <laughs> Even though I don't, it would have just been funny. They're like, wait, that's all he wrote. He's, he just wrote cocaine. <laughs> I don't. Jesus. Somebody's like, oh, my God, I didn't know he did that. What the fuck, dude? Ugh. I told you that story where I was being made fun of. I've been made fun of by, like, two different people. Three different people now, actually, because one happened recently uh, because I've never done cocaine. Like, I'll go to my grave being made fun of. I don't care. Not a big fan of doing stuff like that. You might be. That's okay. I judge you silently behind your back. Okay? But anyway, going back to the article, it was, it was very interesting. I, I kind of like doing them because it really makes me think about what's working well and what can I improve on. A lot of companies do that. And it, it at first, when I was an employee and I would have to take these surveys of deep diving into yourself and what you do, it would irritate the shit out of me. But I get it now because it does help you realize what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? How have I been successful? And where have I found failure? And as, as irritating as those those things are to relive, they're very beneficial for you to have in the front of your mind. So you go, okay, this is what I need to do. This is what I don't need to do. So it, it's fine. It's fun. Um, at the end, they ask me for some pictures so they can attach them to the article. And I, you know, I grab a snapshot of one of the videos I do here. So it's me in the studio behind the microphone. I give one of my logo. I have one where it's me trying to be, you know, artistic. <laughs> there was like some video shoot that, or my wife and I stumbled upon this, this area at the mall where they were, you know, they had basically, it's a selfie store. We went in there, took some selfies and left quickly before anybody knew we were in there. Anyway, I put a picture of the, that up there. And then one, I'm like, I need one more. And then I'm just scrolling through my phone and I find that video of when Kip and I did went to the curling championship 
And at the end of the video, we had an audio issue. And I had to shoot the out the outro to the video here at my house because we didn't know we had an audio issue until we got all the way to our respective homes. And I'm like, shit, how are we going to do this? And he was busy doing some other stuff. And I'm like, hold on. Let me pretend that I'm in the showers at the curling mu uh, uh, competition, right? I don't even know if they have showers there. They, they might. <laughs> anyway, it's me wearing ski goggles naked in a shower, but it's just that I was really naked for the whole thing. But I only show like my chesticles up, right? And uh, that's the snippet I used, the, the screenshot of that I sent there to the, the article people. We'll see if they use it. <laughs> I would be so happy if they did. It could just be anywhere in the article. Anywhere in the article. If they use it, I'm going to be a happy guy. <laughs> Come on. The whole article I'm talking about being creative and stuff like that, but I, I also go back to you just got to ultimately, whatever we do in life, you just got to be honest and true and when I talk about the podcast, being creative revolves around being honest and truthful to who I am. And who I am is an immature little shit. <laughs> so we'll see. When that comes out, I'll, I'll make sure I tweet it out and post it everywhere on my socials. I'll probably read you some of the snippets as well. And, and there was at least one part where I, I was just I was like, listen to me. I'm trying to sound smart. Because I read some of these articles that people write and they, they're like, they just, they're so full of themselves and which is good. You have to be that way when you're in business, you have to be consumed with yourself, especially if you're in the role of like what I'm doing right now as a host, you're tuning in to hear me and my stupidity and my, my twists and turns on and takes on life. But some of the people just, they don't stop and go, okay, guys, Life is short. Let's try to have some fun type of thing, blah, blah, blah. And so I, I, I threw in some some comic relief in there. Well, hopefully they don't edit that shit out. Speaking of comedy, this morning, it's like 6 o'clock in the morning. My alarm goes off. My kids, you know, they need to be up and, and running. And my daughter's always the best in the house at getting up and ready. And I'm sitting there debating, do I take a shower now or later? Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to get out of bed. And then all of a sudden, I hear something. I'm like, what the hell is that? It was my daughter at like 6.05 in the morning blaring her karaoke machine. She wasn't singing along to songs. She was just singing her heart out into the karaoke machine. And what was she singing in early April? Jingle Bells. And she was just fucking giving it her all. It was so fucking adorable. Annoying, but adorable. <laughs> and what's funny, at first I was like, I get out my phone and it got me out of bed. And I was going to like record it. And I was going to play it on this podcast. Then all of a sudden, she must have heard like a floorboard creak or something because all of a sudden she stopped singing and she's like, Daddy, did you hear me singing? I'm like, 
yes. She's all, it was great, wasn't it? <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was great. Put a, put a smile on my face. Now get ready for school. Quit lollygagging. Singing into your little, your little karaoke machine box. Get ready for school. Anyway, it was funny. That's a, it's a great way to, to wake up. And uh, it, it was nice. It was nice. It, it, those are the little things I would miss if I was working in at the radio station, working like six or shit. I was there 4 a.m. to noon. I'd be missing the, the little quirky shit in the morning. Speaking of quirky shit, let's get into some headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> Major League Baseball games this season are roughly right around 45 minutes shorter on average in comparison to last season. Why? Well, they got a pitch clock. If you haven't seen or heard, MLB pitchers have 15 15 seconds once they have the ball to deliver the next pitch. The time is increased to 20 seconds when runners are on base. So that kind of speeds up the game. Also, the new rule will, uh, excuse me, the new rule also impacts the batter. They have one timeout per plate appearance, and the batter must be in the box with eight seconds left on the pitch timer. So it really speeds up the game because those motherfuckers were delaying the shit out of the game. 45 minutes on average that they're cutting out of these games because Dickhead McGee with, uh, you know, it's both, let's be honest. That's not necessarily the pitcher's fault. This is the batter being a dickhead and constantly readjusting and, and messing with his batting gloves and going, ooh, yeah, ooh, ooh, yeah. It's like, come on. I'm glad they did this. It speeds up the game. And it was just, it's so irritating, especially like when I'm watching it with my kids and they're like, why, why are they doing that? Like, because they're fucking douchebags. That's why. <laughs> I don't say that to my kids. I say it. I say they're fucking douchebags. It it drives me nuts that they, they used to do that. And, and really, when you subtract that, the fact that games are roughly 45 minutes quicker is, is mind-blowing. Now, the reason why I bring this up is, one, the rule change. Do you like it or don't you? Let me know to huffoncensored at gmail.com. Or you can hit me up on my socials at DeHuff Podcast. I like it. Maybe you don't. Maybe you're just an old school guy that likes to see a guy readjust his freaking glove 30 times per plate appearance. So ridiculous. Anyway, with the new rule and the games being shorter, the Milwaukee Brewers are actually changing up the way they do beer sales. Now, normally they cut off beer sales at the end of the seventh inning. And then, you know, the rest of the game, it's dry. And that allows people to sober up by the time they hit. <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure that helps. No drinking and driving. Yeah, sure. Anyway, so that allows them to sober up and it does. It allows things not to get out of hand. But since the games are shorter, what the Brewers are doing is they're actually extending beer sales into the end of the eighth inning now. 
I know some people are saying that the Brewers are doing this just to chase sales and not about the safety of the fans. Well, looking at the sales perspective, yes, that's what they're doing. They're trying to make sure that they're still getting the same amount of sales. And you got to remember, they're a business. So they want to make sure that they're not, you know, losing out on some money. And the Brewers, in regards to the fan safety, do you think that they don't care about the fan safety? Well, there's a couple ways you can look at it. The answer is yes. The answer is no. The math works out to about the same amount of time. Not innings, but time. Okay? From first pitch to end of the eighth inning this year, from first pitch to end of the seventh inning is the same amount of time. Time is but a construct of our blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so that I get. So they're, they're still trying to sell the same amount of, of beer to the people, to the fans, whatever. But more alcohol will be in your system by the time the game ends. So... Really, this could be more hazardous to the fans' health if you want to look at it from that perspective. I don't, ultimately, I believe that you as an adult, you as somebody that is old enough to purchase alcohol, should be responsible enough not to drink too much alcohol, then get behind the wheel. You shouldn't drink alcohol and get behind the wheel. That's the law. You shouldn't do it. There's a reason for the law because you're just going to fucking kill somebody and or yourself. So there's a reason for that. But that being said, when you think about it, the game's going faster. If those original rules were set up for safety reasons, it doesn't really hold water for that. It only holds water for sales reasons. So when you do throw in the argument of, well, they're doing this only to benefit their pocketbooks and not really the safety of their, their fans, I get your point. Is it going to change anything? No, not unless somebody from the Brewers fan base is killed in a car accident, which is sad to think about. But that's the only way that anybody will actually take notice in this. And it, I'm guessing what's going to happen. They're going to test this out for like a month or two. They're going to realize they're selling the same amount of beer, even though the games are shorter. And ultimately, the ownership's going to be happy. Don't be surprised if you see the like the Colorado Rockies doing this. In fact, I made that a Twitter poll at DeHuff Podcast. I said, should the Rockies extend beer sales into the end of the eighth inning like the Brewers are due to games being much shorter now? Simple yes or no. You already know how this is going to go. <laughs> it's 80% yes, 20% no. Would you expect it to be any other way? <laughs> no. Mark wrote in response to the Twitter poll, I just don't think they should stop beer sales till the last call at 2 a.m. <laughs> thank you mark josh wrote uh hold on i 
Josh had some spelling errors, so I had to rewrite it. Josh, I know you listen a lot. You put in question marks when you're asking a question. Otherwise, it screws me up. Okay? <laughs> Check your grammar before you hit send. This is what Josh wrote. Where is the, it doesn't matter. I do not support the Rockies because of ownership ownership choice. See, I fucked that up and I was or and I even cleaned it up. Or the hell yes, they should have. Yeah, God, see, see, Josh, I'm an idiot. Or the hell yes, they should have you be drunk to support that damn franchise choice. Exactly. Good thing I didn't butcher those. <laughs> I mean, honestly, guys. At the end of the at the end of the day, businesses are all about making money. This will make them money. The only way this will backfire is if somehow, some way, somebody gets hurt or, God forbid, killed because they were consuming so much alcohol at the venue and they can somehow legally blame say, the Brewers or whatever franchise out there. I'm sure they can. I'm not a lawyer. If you're a lawyer, let me know, I mean, how that really officially works. But you could see that happening. Honestly, I I, I think it's fine to extend the beer sales. People are going to drink regardless. And it is what it is. That being said, I don't like going to, say, football games because people get out of hand drunk, and that, that shit bugs me. Um, and and it's, that's why I only go into the press box or the club level, <laughs> which I've never been to the club level. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the invite. I did reach out to Brandon Stokely uh, before the Broncos season. I said, this is a long shot. And I don't care if you say no, but my son really wants to go to a football game. If you ever get extra tickets in your fancy box, please let me know. We'd love to go. And he's like, the the big man's the one that uh, invites me to his, his celebrity box. He's talking about Peyton Manning because they're best buds. He's like, oh, my God, I'm Peyton Manning's best friend. I'm in his celebrity box. Hey, Peyton, can I have a beer? No, you're too young. <laughs> you're too young, Stoke. Anyway, so uh, I, I I have a hard time, especially as a parent now. It, it bugs me going to games to see how crazy some people get. But that being said, I don't shame you for that. It's just an environment that I don't want to be a part of that often. And I don't think it's a big deal as of right now that they're extending beer sales into the end of the eighth inning in Milwaukee. If the Rockies did it, I'd be fine with it. I'm not going to protest it. Until somebody shares some other information with me of why it shouldn't happen, I mean, until then, I'm just like, yeah, go ahead. Why not? I get it. People in concession, the people in the concessions need to make money too. And I don't know how that works. I need to find that out. Do they get a portion of sales or are they just by hour or are they by game? Do they get paid by game or by hour? Because I'd be interested to know. So I don't want them to get screwed over if that's a potential for, for that to happen. Those guys work their butts off. 
I mean, slinging beers and hot dogs. Who wants a wiener? Who wants a wiener? Maybe that's another video that we do. I got to talk to the Rockies. I'm, first of all, I, I am still waiting for the call to throw out a first pitch. My, my phone is always on, Rockies. But I'd also like to go around and, and get the, to know the inner workings of a stadium. Like, really, how do things work at a stadium? I think we think we know, but I'd like to know what goes into selling beer and, and throwing hot dogs at people. Have you ever thrown a hot dog at somebody and they get mad? I mean, I don't know how many times I've chucked a wiener and that some bitch comes after me. I mean, what the hell? I thought this was America where you could chuck your wiener at somebody's face. <laughs> hey, speaking of chucking your wiener around, Nick Cannon was on. <laughs> Nick Cannon was on with the Howard Stern show, and it got kind of weird, especially. But well, you know what, Nick Cannon. Real, if you don't know, Nick Cannon has twelve kids. Could it be thirteen? Well, Howard Stern kind of brought it up. Here you go. No more kids. That's it. Twelve. That's it. Is that where we stop him? That's it. We right. no, we're asking you. Are we stopping? I want an answer. I, I want an exclusive. Are you done? For real? Every or time I answer this question, it, I can never answer it correctly because I don't know. Because and, wow. and like one time they asked me on entertainment, I said I leave it in God's hands, and then all these religious people got mad. Don't bring bringing Jesus into this. <laughs> yeah, never mind God. That's right. Don't bring Jesus into I, your fortification. Stop it. All right. Yeah. Let's make a prediction. I Let's make a prediction. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy currently with, you know, my, my dozen what that if I got you, but, Yeah, but the dozen. But what if you meet a woman? Let's say, right. let's say um, I don't know who it would be. And you fall really crazy. She has crazy. to be cold. Yeah. Right. I mean. she got to be amazing. You know why she's got to be amazing? First of all, she's got to put up with all these other women. And she's exactly. got to put up with all the other kids. Who would be the woman that make you have a baby again? Right now, right off the top of your head. <laughs> if I said to you, you could have any woman in the I'm world. doing baby. this. Who's a, who could I be? See the if I said to you, like, like if I said to you, Nick Taylor Swift uh, wants to have a baby with you. I mean, would, Absolutely, would that do it? I'm in. That would Let's do it. go. <laughs> That's the one. That's I'm all in. What is it about her? First of all, she's an amazing songwriter. Okay. Uh, and what I do love about Taylor Swift is the fact that she has been so vulnerable and open with all of her music since a young girl. As and. She kind of like me, like me and Taylor's numbers is very similar when we're talking about <laughs> being in these streets. <laughs> right. Like, so you know? I think she would relate to me very well based uh -huh. off of like, yo, you've dated a lot of people in, in the public eye. So have I. So we probably will really understand each other. It has been reported that Taylor Swift recently broke up with her boyfriend of yeah, six she's years. Free you know, I know right that, now. Howard. You know, I'm, I'm my, my spidey senses was tingling. <laughs> I would love if you had a baby with Taylor Swift. I think it would be Me fantastic. Too. Anybody else thinking his spidey sense is in his dick? <laughs> what do you feel about that? It's kind of fucked up what they're talking about. I can see the humor in it. I can. But it's kind of fucked up what they're doing right there. They're like, yeah, you want to impregnate her? Sure. You know, the ripple effect of this is going to be bad for Nick Cannon. But here's the thing. He'll survive. He'll survive. I'm sure Taylor Swift will make some sort of comment about this. I, 
listen, as a as a father of a daughter, it bugs me. As a guy, I get it. We all talk like this. We do off the record. How many times do you sit there and be like, oh my God, that chick is hot. Holy shit. She would wreck me or I would wreck her. Most guys are like that. I'd fuck the shit ever, man. <laughs> would you though? Would you? Most likely not. But that's, it's irritating to me as a father, but I get what they're, what they're talking about. If the roles were reversed and let's say it's Taylor Swift with her friend or a female host going like Chelsea Handler or something like that. And they're like, Oh, you know, you're single now, you know who you should have a baby with Nick Cannon. And here's what's funny. I don't think there would be a, as big of an uproar over that. It would be more funny as long as Taylor was laughing. I don't think anybody would care. Do you think Nick Cannon would care? No. But there's, based on how society works, it's flip-flopped. And it, it it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of pushback on this. And ultimately it will get swept under the rug because it's honestly, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Some of you will be upset that I said that I get it, but ultimately he's not saying that I'm going to go put a baby in her with regardless if she wants to or not. And I mean, he's just saying she's available now. They could start dating and, also, doesn't this kind of highlight that he has a fucking problem? He's no, no big deal. He's got 12 kids. How much quality father kid time do you think he puts in with these children? He's always doing something. He's busy. He's a busy guy work-wise. How much time is he able to spend with his children? That's kind of a problem. And that's me as a father judging. I know we're not supposed to judge. We're not supposed to. But I am. I am. I sit there and go, how the fuck? He, maybe he can. Maybe he can find a way. I don't know. Do they all live on the same like compound or something? I don't know. Him and his, his stable of wives. It's, it's a weird situation. And apparently, from everything I've read and heard, he has a great relationship with all of his baby mamas. It's bizarre. He must have a magical dong. Man, they're like, I'm hypnotized by that thing. He, yeah, he can fuck Taylor Swift. I don't care. Have a baby with her. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, as a father, it, it annoys me. But as a guy, I get it. We all talk that way. And, and honestly, if you're single, you, guy or woman, you talk about the opposite sex or whatever you're interested in like that often. Oh, my God. If you're single, you'd be like, oh, my God, I'd totally love to get with her. I'll give her a baby if she wants one. <laughs> right? If I was single... And Taylor Swift and I were going to meet. I'd be like, what do you think the chances are of like her and I hooking up? 
there's always going to be that glimmer in the back of my head. It's not going to happen. Have you looked at me? It's not going to happen. All I got to hope for is that she's just, I was going to say, hopefully she has low self-esteem at the moment, and then she might give me a chance. That's, oh, somebody's going to be offended by that one. Oh, God, Scott, what, what are you taking advantage of people? Low self-esteem? Yeah, you got to do what you can, okay? <laughs> anyway, uh, if you want to complain about my conversation just now, fuck off. <laughs> I'll get a talking to by my wife. She's like, you... My God. All right, move it along. Anyway, John Elway spoke with the Denver Gazette the other day about what's next for him. Obviously, he, he's officially stepping away from football. And you know what? He's like 62 years old. He's accomplished a lot, not only as a player, but as an executive. And just he's, he's an icon here in Colorado. He's, he's an icon beyond Colorado, which is just neat. And he touched my shoulders once, okay? It's really exciting. But they were talking to him with the Denver Gazette, and they asked him what's next for him, and, you know, they're going through everything. And one of the times he said, you know what? They're not making many Westerns anymore. Maybe I'll call Kevin Costner and get a part in the Yellowstone TV series. That would be awesome. That would be so awesome. John Elway in like a Western. He has the look. His nickname was the Duke for the longest time. People still call him the Duke. John Elway in there. That would be fucking amazing. Well, first things first. If I put a Twitter poll out there, at the Huff Podcast, if John Elway got a role in the show Yellowstone, what should his character nickname be? Of course, everybody's going with the popular Duke. Duke is like a no-brainer for John Elway to be uh, nicknamed in in the series if he gets it. Here, I got, I'm gonna I'm gonna retweet this and see if I get some more votes because it's all knotted up. Seventy-nine point seven percent as of right now are saying Duke. It's all tied up. Three-way tie for the for second place. Wood, 6.8%. I didn't realize that was one of his nicknames, but it is. Uh, I'm going to fuck this up. Ooh, just, I just got a, a another one. Tres Anijos is three rings in Spanish. And forgive me if I mispronounce that. That actually just altered and switched. That's at 8.3%, which now we got a two-way tie for for third place between Wood and Todd <laughs> at 6.7%. Could you imagine all this hype for John Elway going on the the TV show Yellowstone to be like, oh sweet, can't wait. Uh you see him and his character enters the the screen and you're like, oh my God. It's Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, played by John Elway. <laughs> He'd be like, really? That's the name you guys gave me? Todd, really? Couldn't be Duke? Anybody? No, they're all looking at him and be like, 
Sorry, sir, we're not football fans. You're like, oh, God damn you. So they better call him Duke or Wood. Trace on Anihos. Is it Anihos? A-N-I-L-L-O-S. I'm stupid. Remember that. But you know they're going to do some sort of cliche moment if he gets on there where John Elway has to throw something at somebody and just, like, fucking kills him. That would be epic. Be like, the Duke is out of bullets. Shit, what's going to happen? All he's got is, like, a can of beans and, you know, a fork. So what does he do? He fucking grabs the can of beans, chucks it at the guy's head. His head just, like, kind of explodes. And then he takes the fork, and then he throws it at the guy, and it stabs in the guy's eye. And then the Duke, Elway, walks over there. He saunters over there, and he's just, like, pulls the, the fork out of the guy's eyeball, making sure that the eyeball sticks on the fork, and he's all, dinner's done. Then you say, Yay! I just wrote a I just wrote a scene for Yellowstone. You're welcome. John Elway enters the room and just wreaks havoc. Boom! You don't fuck with the Duke, bro. That would be great. <laughs> that would be fantastic. I would watch that. I have yet to see an episode of Yellowstone. Everybody I talk to says it's amazing. I just haven't got into it. I just haven't. I haven't. Hey, we got more coming your way, but first. Baseball's back. The push for the postseason is is on for hockey and basketball. Make sure it all counts this spring with Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports Colorado is the best wagering app around with a direct line to experienced bookmakers behind the counter in Las Vegas. Plus, get a $250 bonus when you sign up, deposit, and wager in the same day. Don't let spring pass you by without winning money with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. If you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. I was just scrolling through a bunch of uh, headlines, and I saw this, and it, and it put a smile on my face. These guys are really taking to the community, and I love it. Casa Bonita is partnering up with the Colfax Marathon. I think that's great. Trey Parker, Matt Stone, they're really cementing themselves with Colorado. And it's funny because, yeah, they've done the South Park show forever, and they've been killing it season after season. But, you know, they're obviously the show's about Colorado. They're from Colorado. All that stuff. But it's just like, yeah, they're, they're part of it. They were here. But now they're off in in Hollywood type of areas doing their thing. But now with them purchasing Casa Bonita, shutting it down, scraping it to its bones, and then rebuilding it from the food on up. And now they're just part of the community, making sure that they sponsor the Colfax Marathon. They're bringing pride back to the name of Casa Bonita. And that's neat. It's so neat, and so I tip my hat to Trey Parker, Matt Stone. I just, I'm just a fan of them. I just like what they're doing, and I'm so freaking excited to go to Casa Bonita. That being said, I'm not going for the first month because unless I get a special invite to like a media-only event, 
which I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Otherwise, I don't plan on going for at least a month because it's going to be insane. That's going to be the hottest ticket in town is going to Casa Bonita when they open. Because there's still people I run into that are like, I say something about going to Casa Bonita, and they're like, well, their food is terrible. I was like, dude, read a goddamn article. Matt Stone, Trey Parker, they bought Casa Bonita. They scraped it down. They hired an executive elite chef, like a legit chef, to go in there and transform the food into something spectacular. They're the, and, and it's not like they're just putting like a bunch of, you know, band-aids in there. They're making this respectable. It's going to be a legit place to go. It's no longer going to be the joke of Colorado of where you got to go to Casa Manita. The food shit, but, you know, the entertainment shit too. Anyway, you could just say you went. <laughs> now it's going to be like, these guys from the guys from South Park bought it. They turned it around and it's this great place. I can't wait to go. I'm so excited. I there's people signing up for this unofficial queue line, uh, you know, to wait in wait in line to for when Casa Bonita opens. I mean, it's it's exciting. There's a lot of hype around it. It's a lot of pressure for those guys and and the chef. I know, I believe Kip knows the chef and he's all, she is just an amazing chef. He's met her before and tasted her food, I believe. That's what he was saying. But anyway, like there's a lot of pressure on everybody involved. And they're opening in like a month. It's going to be excited, exciting. You're, uh, What's going to happen when they open the day from the morning that they open? There's going to be news helicopters flying above Casa Bonita. And it's going to be the same fucking lame shot (laughs) that every news organization is using. And it's not only going to be a local story. It is going to be a nationwide story, if not international. Because South Park and their creators, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, have just, you know, inserted Casa Bonita into their brand. And so many people think that Casa Bonita is fake. Then come to find out, they're like, oh shit, that's a real place. And now it's an attraction for Colorado. They see it on South Park. Well, now when you visit Colorado, be like, I want to go to that place that's in in South Park, the the Casa Bonita restaurant. Yeah, I want to do that with the cliff divers and stuff. I just want to see it, see if it's the same. And sure, shit, it's going to be, if not better. So it's really neat going back to Casa Bonita, partnering up with uh, the Colfax Marathon, that to really see that they're gelling and making the right moves uh, to be a part of the community. And expect to see them more and more around town. And I want to say when I first heard about them purchasing Casa Bonita, I made the joke, joke but serious too, of they are the new kings of Colorado. They are. Now, they're not going around saying, kiss my ring, kiss it, 
Kiss it, God damn it. Yeah, damn it. I can't do I can't do Cartman. I shouldn't even try. But anyway, I think they're very well respected around here. And it's really neat. Really neat. So are you gonna go to Casa Bonita when it opens? Let me know. DeHuffUncensored at gmail.com or hit me up on my socials at DeHuff Podcast. You know what time it is. Mailbag. You've got mail. <laughs> All right, this comes in from Ramon. This is in, in regards to yesterday's episode when I said everybody has, what was it, 13 secrets? Is that what it was? He said 13 secrets seems a little low, or am I just guarded? Okay, I love musicals and the Lizzie McGuire movie. There are two secrets right there. I feel a little lighter. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Ramon. I appreciate that. It is interesting when you stop to think about what kind of secrets do you have. Do you have a lot of them? There's probably more than you than you realize. You're like, how much shit do people actually know about me? Do they know that I like to fuck pumpkins? Remember the movie Me, Myself, and Irene? It's kind of an overlooked scene. Jim Carrey has sex with a watermelon. He has like a hole in it, and he he heats it up in the, the oven. And then, then he wakes up, and basically they allude that he had sex with a watermelon. <laughs> it's so bizarre. That's where I get that from. That's hilarious. Anyway, <laughs> I just had to get that in there real quick. By the way, the FBI is warning consumers about juice jacking where bad actors, I guess is what they say, use public chargers to infect phones and devices with malware. The law enforcement agency says consumers should avoid using public chargers at malls and airports and stick to their own USB cables and charging plugs. Just FYI, guys. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I've never... Uh, you know, I've never used one. It's like unprotected sex, I guess. Use a condom. Use protection. Use your own USB cable and charging plug. Don't go using the, you know, the town charging cord. You just don't know where it's been. You don't know what kind of uh, infections you can get on your phone. This is bizarre, and I gotta. we're going to end with this one. Dr. Patik Desai of Silicon Valley. He's a computer scientist who founded multiple artificial intelligence platforms. We just had that big episode the other day about artificial intelligence. Well, this popped up probably because AI is listening to me. Anyway, he boldly predicts that human beings consciousness could be uploaded onto digital devices by the end of 2023. Not like in five years, 10 years, 20 years. No, by the end of 2023, that's ridiculous. He says, start regularly recording your parents, elders, and loved ones, and then start saving those responses. And with enough transcript data, new voice synthesis and video models, there is a 100% chance, 100% chance, never say 100% chance, dude, that they will live with you forever after leaving physical body, this should be even possible by the end of this year is what he said. Do you want that? I don't want that. Listen, 
death is a part of life. Let's let's get serious for a second. It's horrible, but man, sometimes you just got to move on. And that's a perfect example. Otherwise, you're going to be the person that is constantly living in the past and not moving forward with your life. That's what you need to do. Yes, it's sad. It is horribly sad to lose a loved one. Have you ever seen the movie, the show Black Mirror? I believe they have something like this, only they put it in a physical body, and it's like the husband, and it's it's him, or what a computer makes of him in his, you know, habits and and what it's learned from him, but it's ultimately not him. It, it, and the lady ends up like keeping him up in the attic every now and then she'll go up there and fuck him and <laughs> stuff like that. I'm pretty sure that happened. I don't know if if, if it didn't, it should have. Okay. I should be a writer, <laughs> but would you do this? I know there's times where it's just like, if I could have a moment like me, my dad died when I was five. I mean, I got tapes of him. You're saying that I could take those tapes, even though they're kind of shitty quality, but you know, and, and then you could have AI allow me to have a conversation with him. You're not having a conversation with him. You're having a conversation with something that is mimicking him and his voice. It's fake. It's a lie. I get it. It might help you through some tough times, but ultimately, is it actually helping or is it kind of holding you back? Do you just need somebody to say something? You just need it to sound like your deceased loved one? I don't like this idea at all. And I've lost plenty of people in my life. And there would be times where when I was down and out where I just wish I could talk to them or hear their voice one more time, something like that. But is it ultimately, is it is it good for you for this to happen? I say no. You need to deal with tragedy and move on and move forward with your life. You can't be living in the past. you got to accept reality for what it is, that they are gone, and you need to remember them, but you need to move forward with your life. I know that sounds cold-hearted to some people. You may disagree with me. That's fine. To huffuncensored at gmail.com. Would you do this? I think it's a bit creepy. And it, it's a bit disrespectful to that individual. Think about it for you. Somebody could take my audio, and sure, they're saying this for, you know, you could have a conversation with your loved one. Who's to say somebody can't? And we talked about this the other day. They could take my voice from this podcast, and they could just have me say anything they want using the technology, not using it for what this intended purpose is, to allow me to live beyond my my physical life and I could interact with my wife and kids even though I'm dead. I mean, somebody's going to use this technology, which they probably already are. We already heard about some of the other things where people were scamming parents uh, using their son's voice. I mean, that shit can happen very easily. But looking strictly at this situation and what this 
computer scientist is talking about. And he's like saying how it's a good thing and it, it's a nice thing and whatever. I just think it's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. And it's at the beginning stages. So I joke about that Black Mirror episode where they uploaded the guy's voice, his his speech patterns, all this stuff into a body that looked exactly like his. And apparently they grew it or some shit like that. I don't remember. Or maybe it was a robot. I don't remember. But either way, that's really kind of the next stage, isn't it? Is is getting a a body where, where this could be in? That's fucking creepy. Move on with your lives. As sad as that is to say to some people, I get it. Depression is real. You got to move on sometimes. You got to feel hurt in order to feel the joys of life. And one of those things is sometimes people die. Well, not sometimes. People die in your life. You just got to fucking move on. I don't agree with this at all. Although, if it's Marilyn Monroe... <laughs> Hello, Cleopatra. <laughs> My name's Scott. <laughs> I have a podcast. Want to be on it? And me. <laughs> My wife won't like that last joke. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. Let me know your thoughts to HuffUncensored at gmail.com. Hey, thank you guys so much for joining the podcast. Really appreciate each and every one of you. Hopefully you smiled in this episode. Don't forget to, I'll, I'll, I'll send it out once they officially publish it of me, me for trying to sound smart and talk about creativity in that article that I can't remember who, who I uh, wrote it for anyway, or it's like I wrote it, but I'm being interviewed, but whatever. Anyway, it's interesting. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. If you can, please give it a nice review wherever you're listening. Also, special thanks to Superbook Sports Colorado. It's to Huff Uncensored. I appreciate each and every one of you. Let's keep moving forward. We'll talk to you next time.